few months, probably a year, on Open Door, the Open Door, and um, about a year now, and um, <clears throat> since like last September, to be honest. And um, I didn't. I knew about it. I told Holly. I had a. I had a couple um, scriptures. The Lord keeps speaking to me about Revelations three and four. I was like, I think there's something with this. And I did. We forgot all about it until yesterday. And I was like, Remember, I said I think there's something with this. And we gave each other a high five. Like this is what it was about. Is for right now. And and when God reveals something to me, typically it's not just for me. It ends up being for you all. Right, and so whatever I'm experiencing, he's just going to pass it along, typically. And so I didn't know anything about the fact that, according to the Hebrew calendar, it's actually 2023 to 2024 is the year of the open door. Isn't that amazing? I was like, oh, I'm I'm really led by the Spirit, <laughs> but I, I I'm surprised at how God leads, and it's so supernatural when you, you, you know, I mean, I don't follow some stuff that maybe I should, but, but yet by the Spirit, I do. <laughs> Isn't that cool? Um, so tonight, God is just saying that it is, the, um, it is the year of the open door, okay? No more, no more is it shut. It's open to, to you. It's open for you to walk through. It's open for you to go into that new season, that new realm of the spirit. God has so much more for each one of you. In 1 Corinthians 16, 9, it says, For a door of opportunity for effectual service has opened unto me. There are great, the great and promising one, and there are many adversaries. Who here has ever received some kind of conflict, some kind of adversary arises right when God's telling you to do something, you say yes? Okay? So, you know, it's going to happen. Because the devil does not want you to move to that next level or into the new season or through the door into the supernatural where you're going to know more about his devices. Right? He doesn't want that. And so he arises and tries. But you need to just be determined to lay down every hindrance, every thought, every bombardment, every attack. This is why we are here. Lisa had mentioned that she, she honors us for still doing this because of the season that we're in. We are here because we recognize that this is just an attack of the enemy. And we are not going to let him stop us from serving God and doing what he asked us to do. Because if we did, that means the devil wins and God doesn't get the glory. We have to be so determined. No matter what comes our way, no matter what storm may blow, no matter what wind may blow, or, you know, whatever, no matter what, we're going to go in through this door and into this new season. And we're going to experience joy. We're going to experience fulfillment. We're going to give God glory by taking that step of faith. Is it going to be easy? Maybe, maybe not. Is it going to be difficult? Possibly. The only reason it's difficult is because we're afraid. The only reason it might be difficult is because, you know, um, um, things arise, you know, um, adversaries do arise. For the word's sake, conflict arises. But we need to determine that we're going to go through there no matter what. what the problems can be anything from, from situations in the family, health, finances, marriage, 
even tragedy and sorrow like we've been through. But is really any of that an excuse to not follow Jesus? Think about it. I'm sorry, Lord. I mean, this is scripture. So don't think I'm getting like horrible here. I'm sorry, Lord, but I can't follow you because I have to bury my brother. That sounds awful, right? I mean, it sounds like it's a legitimate thing to say. But yet, Jesus' response is, is kind of takes your breath away. In Luke 9, 57 through 62, as they were walking along the road, a man said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus replied, foxes have dens and birds have nests, but the son of man has no place to lay his head. In other words, it's not easy being me. And it's not easy following me. Jesus replied, but he replied, Lord, let me bury my father first. I always thought that was pretty like, man, he's not even letting him bury his father, you know. But really, in the large scope of things, it's more important that you follow Jesus. The whole point is, no matter what comes your way, the devil is not going to detour you from the plan and purpose that God had instored or created you for. You're going to still follow him and do what he's called you to do. Another man said, or he said to another man, follow me. But he said, let me bury my father first. Then Jesus said to him, let the dead bury the dead. But you go proclaim the kingdom of God. In other words, do the assignment that God called you to do no matter what comes your way. And that's probably the most severe situation. We could have totally legitimately put this off and said, we're going to do it next year. But God never retreated the assignment, and he had been specific about this year. Why? Because if we will follow what he's showing us to do, then that means in response to that, you're then going to show up and you're going to follow what you're supposed to do. It affects a lot more than just us. It brings glory to the kingdom of God, and there's a chain reaction. Jesus replied. Still another said, I will follow you. But, the first, but first, let me go back and say goodbye to my family. Jesus replied, no one puts a hand to the plow and looks back. No one that puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for service for the kingdom of God. In other words, you've got to be pretty determined that you're going to follow Jesus no matter the cost. I told you probably years ago that the Lord asked me, and showed me visions of preaching overseas. It was a strong desire in my heart, but yet I was young, married, and had two very small children. And that scared, I'll say the phrase, scared me to death. It scared me a lot. And I was unwilling. I was like, but Lord. And here, he's, I mean, he's asking them to follow him, but Lord, let me say goodbye to my family first. But the Lord's like, well, then you're not fit. You're not ready. If you're going to have to say goodbye, if I ask you to do something, then you're not ready. And that's where I was at. This is 15 years ago. When he asked me and he was showing me, I mean, supernaturally showing me through, like, he was talking to me personally, and then he's showing this Colombian pastor this vision of me preaching all over the world and having this, you know, airplane that I was going to travel, this and that. And, I mean, most people would be like, yeah. 
And I mean, it blessed me, but I, I went out under the power of God on a cement floor in Argentina when he spoke that to me. And while on the floor, I was like, but God, my family. Until fast forward a good 10, 12 years later, I'm being asked on Zoom to preach in Pakistan one 6 a.m. one morning and uh, to, to Asif, who's probably watching. Um, and he reaches out to me on, on Facebook and he says, Sister, you're my spiritual mother. I've been watching Revival MKE for two years. And uh, will you please preach for us in Pakistan on Zoom? And that's what I saw, Zoom. I was like, Zoom? I can do Zoom. You know, that I can do, Lord. You know, I don't have to leave my family. And um, now we have a church in Pakistan. And, but listen, I'm not a morning person. <laughs> I still had to lay myself down. And I was here one super early morning because I don't know why. I just thought I had to preach it from church. But I, over time, I've been doing it at home in my bedroom, <laughs> sometimes with just a robe. No. <laughs> Last, last night's makeup. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, <laughs> but I'm not. Um, what do they know? They wear robes all the time. <laughs> um, anyways, that day that I said yes to Jesus, I didn't know I was saying yes for the next how many years of my life. Every Friday morning, wake up and Put off the old man, bury the old man, put off lunches, put off engagements, put off sleeping in, put off this, put off that to say yes to Jesus and follow him and what he has for me. And because of me putting down and saying yes to Jesus and putting down my personal desires or my personal wants or this or that. And, and really, it sounds silly, you know. I mean, I didn't have to say, I mean, not yet, you know, say goodbye to my children and travel all the way across the world. God made it so awesome and easy. But I think he's, like, working on me slowly. <laughs> okay, let's get your feet wet now. You like it? <laughs> um, so that we'll be willing one day to go. And he's totally given us a heart for Pakistan. We do want to go, guys. We want to come. Um, but anyways, there's fruit and blessing connected to your obedience. And there is nowhere else, and the Lord is assuring me, there is nowhere else you want to be because where you're in the perfect will of God, there's protection. There's nowhere else that has so much blessing attached to it than in the perfect will of God, even though it may be difficult, even though you may have to lay some things down, or even though it may look different than you thought it was going to look for your life. It's pretty extreme what the Lord wants of us sometimes. You know? With Abraham, he just wanted his yes. I'll give him to you, Lord. I'll give you Isaac. You promised me this, and I know you're faithful. One way or another, you're going to raise him back up. I don't know how you're going to do it. But you're faithful. The Lord blessed me with my family, and over time I realized, he's not going to take my family away. He just wants my yes. He's going to protect, if he does call me away and I have to say goodbye, I'm going to come back. And, and either way, I'm going to see them in heaven. Because this life is for but a moment. That what's important is that you said yes to Jesus.
Amen? Hallelujah. We need to learn to take up our cross and follow him. Will you do it? Even if he's asking you to do something that no one's going to see. This is not all about a microphone. Not everybody has a platform. But he wants to reach the world. He wants to reach the world. Matthew 16, 24, Jesus said to his disciples, if any of you wants to be my follower, first, you must give up your own way, your own plans, your own ideas of what life's going to look like, and follow me. So will you serve him and do what he's asking you to do, even if it's the hardest thing possible? Some of us choke on our own spit or our tears when we get up here. Some of us, our hands tremble. But Julie, you have done exceptionally better than years before. I mean, totally new level. And even Clayton said it, and he tells the truth. <laughs> He'll let you know. If you're wearing the wrong thing, I hear that all the time. Um, where was I? <laughs> Even if it's the hardest thing, for you it might be say goodbye to your family. Let the dead bury their dead. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm not kidding here. We had to go and pack up my brother's belongings. We got back, and two days later, I was supposed to go on a ministry trip. And I was going to cancel. I was this close. There was another one in January, and I could have totally done that one. But God, I was, I was about to call and cancel and just reschedule. I'm just going to come. This, this happens. You know, they totally understand. No problem. But I heard the Spirit of God say, no, I already set, you, I already set this up for you. And it was so that he would pour right back into me so I could get right back to running. If I didn't do that, I probably wouldn't be where I'm at right now. Obedience equals sacrifice. And sacrifice and obedience brings you through that door, brings you to that next level. I told you that I had this encounter with Jesus the other day, and I was blessed. You know, I mean, I was just worshiping him to worship him and spending time with him just to spend time with him, but he walked into my room. He literally ripped open the veil and walked through into my room. And he took me with him. He took me with him to show me things that he has in store for me. And in that, he spoke to me and he says, I'm elevating you to a new level. But this doesn't happen. New, new levels with him don't happen unless you've been obedient in some things. And it was really cool, too, because I didn't tell anybody what happened. And then we were washing each other's feet, and Cheryl washed over my feet after I was done with everyone else. And, and she started speaking a word over me and said, something along the lines of God's elevating you to a new level. And I was like, yes! Confirmation! <laughs> Hallelujah. Even if it's not convenient... Even if you're grieving, will you still do what he's asking you to do? We must say yes. We must pick up our cross and follow him. 
We must lay down our cares so we can make it through that door. And when the going gets tough, and it's tough, I don't think anyone else in here, maybe you did, lost three of your closest family members in two years. But it's tough. But the grace and the strength of the prayers of the righteous are availing much and producing powerful results in our lives. And some of you, that's your specific assignment. And it makes a difference. Here's what I want to encourage you. Whatever God's telling you is your assignment, whatever he's telling you um, that he has in store for you, no matter what the cost, press on through so that you reach and, and fulfill that purpose. Hebrews 10.23 tells us, let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm. God can be trusted to keep his promises. And he tells us in 1 Timothy 6.12, fight the good fight of faith and don't waver. Hold tightly to eternal life, which God's called you to. Hold tightly. Fight. All that sounds a little difficult to me. And sometimes it is. I'm not here to tell you it's going to be easy. Because it's not. When he told the disciples and he's telling them, they're like, I want to follow you. I want to follow you. I would have been right in there with them. I want to follow you. Man, this is awesome. And yet we're here right now and we are a disciple. And he's like, anyone who wants to follow me, you can. But first. What do you have to lay down? Do you have to lay down putting a family member over Jesus? Would, would, if Jesus asked you to do something and the family member is asking you to do something, would you say no to Jesus? If somebody passed away but God had an assignment for you, he already told you about it, it was already in the works, and then somebody passes away. Yeah, you, 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 I mean, he gave us the opportunity. You know, we did everything we were supposed to do to, to um, you know, give him a proper goodbye and all that. But to go immediately and have to do something for the Lord was like, really? But you say, yeah. That's difficult. But that's me laying it down because I want to follow Jesus. He never said it was going to be easy. He's like, foxes have dens and <laughs> birds have nests. Jesus didn't have a place to call home and be all comfy cozy. I think about them anyways back in the day, and I think about them having like bedrock for a bed. <laughs> don't you? Like a house like Pakistan, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what Asaph's bed looks like, but their house is, you know, it is a little Flintstone-like, and I'm sorry if you Google that. Sorry. Um, Please don't be offended. But it wasn't comfy, cozy, Jesus' life, doing what the Father was telling him to do. And so, likewise, it's not always going to be comfy, cozy to follow Jesus. You're going to remember that as the Flintstones. <laughs> Ladies, it's time to lay down the old ways so that you can step into this new season that God's leading you to. I told you about me having to surrender to this Pakistan thing, and it was the first 
time I did it, and I really thought it was just one time. And I came, and I did it, and it was early in the morning, and I was here. I didn't know how to run the internet. You know, I just, everything's new. I don't remember if somebody met me here to help me, Julie or Jeff or anything, but... Um, and then I think one of you guys did. You helped me set up or something, and then you left. Anyways, and when I was done, I was like, wow. Like 200 people accepted Jesus, and that was so easy. I would never in probably a couple years minister to that many people to receive Jesus. But yet, over the years, I've sowed a lot of seeds, but I never saw that kind of harvest. And I was just meditating on that. I finished, and I laid down on this floor, and literally talking about lay down your life to follow him. I laid down on this floor. I had some instrumental music playing. And it caught me by total surprise. I'm laying here. And I'm having my head facing the ceiling. And all of a sudden, in the spirit, I see Jesus walk down the aisle of the church and come up by me. And he knelt down and he washed my feet. When he washes your feet, that means you're all clean. You're ready for service. And what he did next surprised me more than anything else. He turned around and laid down into me. He wants to take charge of your vessel. We are the hands and feet of Jesus. We are the mouthpiece, but he can't lay down into us if we're not fully surrendered. And that means every space every place of our heart. And that's why it's so important to him to lay down things, like Neil was saying, laying down things that he's asking of you that are wild boars in our life, <laughs> that are taking the place of our first loves. It doesn't mean like Isaac, sometimes he just wants the action and the intent of the heart. And sometimes he just really, really wants it. But, but, Either way, he deserves it. What could be accomplished if we said yes to Jesus and just followed him? Well, in that one service, 200 people received Jesus. And every single Friday since. But God has assured me that starting today, when I walk through that door... He has so much more. And he's elevating me to a new level, but he said that I get to lead you in through that door. And he's elevating you to a new level. Isn't that good? Yes. And what's so cool is that a couple months ago, we had the Prophetic Voice Conference, and Pastor Jay spoke a word over us. And he told me, he's like, you're being elevated to a new level. And I totally forgot about it until I was sitting there in worship. And he said, when you're elevated to a new level, the people who follow are elevated to a new level. Your team members are elevated to a new level. What could we, be, what could we accomplish if we're willing to lay down selfishness, lay down that worry, lay down that anxiety, and follow him? It's not God keeping his plan from you and his purpose from you. He told me. It's your decision to not walk through the door. It's your decision to give way to fear, insecurity, 
inadequacy. God says the door's open. If he's opening a door and there's more in store on the other side of that door, it's totally up to you to walk through it and just surrender and say yes and stop worrying and wondering if you're ready because the fact that you're here, I believe that means you're the ones who are ready. I kind of get sad, you know, when certain ones don't show up, but there's always a reason. He doesn't want to bring, it's dangerous to go to a new level if you're not ready. But you're here because you're ready. In Revelations 4.1, it says, After this I looked, and before me was a door standing open in heaven. And the voice I had heard first speaking to me like a trumpet said, Come up here, and I will show you what must take place after this. You know, when God shows you something, it's going to be something new. And new scary. News, you haven't experienced it yet. Which means you're not trained in it yet, possibly. It's unfamiliar. Right? What he showed John was crazy to him. Preach to the unclean. Eat something unclean. Lord, I would never. But he said, don't call unclean what I have cleansed. This revelation brought in a whole new group of people to the Lord. It was new. New doesn't mean that it's not God. He's all about the new. Isaiah 55, 8 and 9, he says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. So what he has in store for us, our minds can't quite comprehend, can't grasp it. But the way you're going to find out what he has in store is go through that door. Go into that new season, start seeking him, and he'll show you things to come and reveal them to you by his spirit. You walking through that door is saying yes to Jesus, and he's not going to reveal what's next until you say yes. But it's good. It's not going to be bad. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, and they're for good, and they're not for disaster. Why was I so worried about say, you know, saying yes to Jesus, about what he had for me? Because... I don't know why. I was worried about my family, but Lord, I'm that protector. I'm going to keep them safe. He's the protector. He's the shelter, you know? Like, what was I worried about? He's more safe in his hands than mine. Or they are. And the Lord says, it's a new season for all of you. We're in the season of harvest, this new season, but it's a new season for you. And he wants to reveal what it is by his spirit, but it's just through that door right there. John 16, 13 through 15. Howbeit, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you unto all truth. He will not speak of his own self, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he'll show you things to come. And he'll glorify me, um, and he shall receive of mine, and he'll show it to you. All the things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said that he shall take of what is mine, and he'll show it to you. And he prepares you ahead of time. How many of you believe that he knows what he's talking about? Right? He's not going to tell you to do something that's going to be dangerous for you. Um, um, he's going to tell you to do something because he knows you're ready. 
It's time. What are you waiting for? The door's open. Hebrews 13, 21. May he equip you, he has, with all the things you need to do his will. May he produce in you through the power of Jesus Christ. It's not by our own works or power that we can do it. So stop trying to refrain or stop trying to yield to the detours or the thoughts or discouragements or insecurities of the enemy because it's he who equips you. You've got a reservoir. You've got the Holy Spirit and all the equipment that you could need to fulfill the purpose. Tap into it. It was awesome, like, literally after my mom passed seven months ago, the day after, or two days after, we had the funeral, and then I had a service two days later. Once again, here I am preaching. But I didn't want to. I didn't want to. I stayed in bed till 9.30 crying. And I called Clayton. I said, get somebody else to preach. I'm not doing it. I was a mess. <laughs> An ex not X, but a former church member from North Carolina where we started a church like five years ago or more, more than that because we've been back for a while. Um, anyways, she calls me that morning and leaves me a, a voicemail about a spiritual dream that she had for me. And she said, I was on the stoop of this, this uh, recording studio. It was a large, she said, really, really beautiful recording studio. And I was on the stoop of it. And sitting on the stairs, and she came up to me, and she anointed my feet. And she began to pray over me for this new door and this new season. And she said, I got up, and I walked into this new place that I had never been. And it was big, and it was beautiful. Well, guess what? If I didn't get myself out of bed and put myself together and get to church, as scrappy as I felt, <laughs> I wouldn't have walked through that door. And the more that God has done in this season and is still doing. What are we waiting for? If he's called you, he's equipped you. He's anointed you. It's not something you're trying to get so that you can then go through the door. He said, behold, the door is open. He's not going to invite us to go through something. It's when you walk in, he equips you. How do I do that? You seek the Lord. You say yes to him. And then through that door, he's like, come up here. And when John's up there, when he answers and says yes to the invitation to seek the Lord and go to the throne room of God and be with him in his presence, there he revealed the plan. You may not know the plan before you go in through this door and into your new season, but when you walk through by faith and say, yes, Jesus, he will start unfolding things to you the things that you maybe don't know. And that's another thing is Abraham went not knowing where he was going. But God asked him to go, didn't he? And he still said yes. Well, that's pretty scary. 
okay, I'm going to pack up my family, and I'm going to pack up this whole big herd of animals and uh, tents on the camels and whatever else, you know, and move my family. Oh, by the way, Dad, where are we going? Or by the way, you know, honey, where are we going to be moving or settling? I have no idea. I haven't heard yet. (laughs) It's crazy. But it's in the word for an example to you and I. We might not know what's on the other side of this door, but there's blessing. There's blessing in store. There's provision in store. There's fulfillment in store. There's purpose in store. There's so much more. Deuteronomy 29, 29. The secret things belong to the Lord. Try all you want, but he wants you to seek after him. Come to him. Come up here. Let me show you the things. But he reveals them. God, but the things revealed belong to us and to our God and to our children forever, that we may follow in all the words of his law. And Jeremiah 33, 3, call unto me and I will answer you and I will show you great and mighty things that you do not know. Seek after him. Ask him once you walk through here. Start seeking him. Ask him to show you. Maybe you already know. Maybe you've been letting these detour things, you know, things that have been hindering you, bombardments, uh, insecurities, whatever. Maybe you already know. And you're letting things hinder you. Or maybe it's just the fear of the unknown like Abraham that's keeping you from going through that door. Lay it all down and go through it. He has good things in store for you. 1 Corinthians 2, 9 and 10. But it is written, eye has not seen, nor ear has heard, neither has it entered into your heart the things that God has prepared for those who love him. I don't think he's just talking about there and then. I think he's talking about here and now. But he reveals them to you by his spirit. Get in the spirit. How did I know these words for these different people? I was in the spirit. A little sleepy after all these meetings, but I was in the spirit. My mom was in the spirit all the time. <laughs> well, yeah, I was joking. Because every time we were praying, she'd be like, <laughs> that's okay. What happened to Adam when he was sleeping? Something supernatural, right? So I was in the spirit. I actually wanted to take a nap, but I'm like, I'm going to just meditate on the Lord and just focus on him. And then all of a sudden he starts popping things in my spirit. Get in the spirit. How do I do that? Worship him in your own time. Be still and know he is God. Listen to what the spirit is saying to you, the church. He is speaking. If you need more experience in that, come to Glory Cultures. We're going to start having it, not this, um, in November. We're starting to have it every second and fourth Thursday. So if that helps anybody, but we're going to change it to every second and fourth Thursday. And it's a great place to learn, to hear, and see in the spirit. You get a little bit of guidance and help, and it's just a really great time. And all my glory culture people said? All right. Hallelujah. Oh, I was talking about John, but it was Peter on the top of the roof. So sorry about that, but yeah. Hallelujah. I could preach this tomorrow. (laughs) Okay, Lord, what do you want me to say? Thank you, Jesus. God does new things, and he may show you new things. And don't be afraid. In um, Isaiah 43, 19, he says, For behold, I'm doing something new. And he is right now. 
in your life. And he said, I've already begun. Do you not see it? Well, if you don't yet, you will. He says, I will make a pathway in the wilderness, and I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. In other words, if you don't feel prepared, he's going to make you prepared. Don't worry. He's not putting you in harm's way. I believe if you're, I wrote this down, I believe if you're here today or this weekend, it's not by accident. I believe that the Holy Spirit has led you here because he told me I'm to lead you through this door. This is the door, actually physical, but it's the door for those of you who can't see this in the spirit. This is the door to the supernatural. I hope that through these dreams, through these visions, through these prophetic words, you're getting a hunger. It's all in the word. Come up here. He's not talking about dying. He's talking about fellowshipping with the Father that you can come. Come through Jesus, the door. You can come in and out as you will and find green pasture. That means find whatever it is that you need. Go up here and graze. <laughs> Hallelujah. If he led you here, I believe he's also prepared you for what's in store for this new season. He equips the called. This day marks the first day of the rest of your life. This day marks the first day of your new season. Isn't that good? He said that to me. I'm excited to walk through the door. I've got my key. If you don't, sorry. I was kidding. <laughs> oh, thank you, Lord. We're going to do this prophetic act and walk through this door, each one of you following me. Just know that this is something that God, this is a prophetic act, but it is for you to, to physically say, yeah, you can start getting ready, for you to physically say, yes, Lord. If you have to when you're here, just cast the things down at his feet by faith. Just cast those things down that have been hindering you and start walking through this door. Jesus said in Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 through 30, Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weak and weary, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and let me teach you because I'm humble and gentle in heart. You will find rest for your souls. He, he's, he's saying, he's going to carry us in this season. Now, there might be troubles, but, but the thing is, is it's a lot easier when you're either soaring with him, which he's shown us that we're stepping into that season. But, but when I was at this conference that I didn't want to go to, right after um, I got back from the trip and I had just missed my kids, you know, four days, and I felt really sad to have to leave them again two days later. Not to mention I was, you know, mourning. And uh, I go to this conference and immediately... I see in the spirit myself go to the back door of the sanctuary and greet Jesus. And I escorted him into the room arm in arm. We got up to the front of the stage and all of a sudden he had me hop on his back. And I was like, that's kind of funny, Lord. What's that about? And he said, in this season, I will carry you. I don't think that's just for me. You might have had a hard and difficult season, but if you will say yes to Jesus, 
His yoke is easy and his burden's light. And he will carry you. Doesn't mean things might not try to bombard you, but when you're being carried, it's a whole lot easier than you're walking or running. You're soaring with Jesus. The wind of the Spirit is carrying you. You're no longer living in the flesh, but you're living in the Spirit. And the things the enemy tries to do is just not affecting you like it did before. I'm laughing at the devil's face by being up here today. He is a defeated foe. Jesus already got the key of death, hell, and the grave. And he is the door to which we can come in and out and find green pasture. The word for the church, for this group of ladies, is this from the Lord. And he gave this to me. He said, the door is open. Come on, let's go through. I have given you the key. I have given you the victory. Now come and follow me, and I will show you great and mighty things I have in store for you. Lay your cares down and let me use you the way I created and destined you. It might cost something. It might mean you have to say no to something else. But isn't he worthy? Isn't he worthy? He told us it costs to follow him. This is an exchange life, his life for ours, so that he can live through us. We can move that door. Hallelujah. Are you ready? Are you expecting? Many of you, many of you, that's good, are going to be stepping into, well, we're all stepping in through the door of the supernatural. Ah, the door is open. That door is open. Did you not hear the message? Many of you almost immediate, okay, yes, Lord, immediately will start coming to dreams and visions and revelations from heaven. Because I truly believe this is the door to the supernatural. Who wants to follow Jesus and say yes? Let's line up. While you're lining up, say yes to Jesus. And if, if you need to cast some things down before you go through that door, cast them down. Say, Lord, I'm sorry. I surrender. I say yes to you, Jesus. Lord, I surrender this thing. I surrender that. Lord, I repent of this thing. I repent of that thing. Just be letting the Lord know. Be talking to the Lord. Kind of like before you do a communion. Talk to the Lord. Cast those things down. Lord, I lay down every single thing that seemed to hinder me in the past. No more. I want all that you have in store for me, God. I want all you have in store. I know you're playing, but you got to come. 
You guys can keep playing. She's supposed to hold my hand and go through the door with me. I saw this in a vision, too. Don't go the opposite way. <laughs> Are you ready to say yes? Because God wants to bring you to a whole new level of ushering in his presence. And it's going to come straight from the throne room of God. You step through the door, Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> Woo! Let's go. Come on. When you're done, feel free to come up here and worship. Come up to the altar to worship. <laughs> 